Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. I feel like weeping in my chair. Yeah, you know that feeling when you record the most brilliant four minutes of open air podcast material and then Ever. you realize, oh, forgot to hit record. Forgot to hit record on <laughs> any of it. That was an epic first four minutes. It was probably the best four minutes. Oh my uh, gosh. It probably just was. absolutely speaking, the best four minutes. We were talking about... Uh, what, how did it even? We can't even redo it. We're nah, just going to go into the question. Trying. Today is uh, our Friday edition, our question edition, Prodigal and the Priest and Me. We need a new intro. That's what we were saying that mm, says Prodigal yeah. and the Priest and Me to remind people that today is about the questions. And so we want to get into um, the questions. Before we do that, though, Father Paul has a little uh, what, a, PSA? A little retraction. Oh. Retracciones. Augustine at the end of his life, St. Augustine, um, to you anyway. <laughs> Just to me. St. <laughs> Augustine uh, published a book or a little thing, yeah, kind of a book called Re- Retracciones, um, like taking back all the stuff he'd written because he wrote so much, uh, taking back the things that he no longer agreed with because he actually would change his mind on things and think through stuff. Uh, this is my first Retraxio. There you go. Um and uh, it's about last week's episode where we were talking about indulgences and um, just one little detail on that. I mentioned during there, I said, yeah, you can, uh, you can gain an indulgence for yourself or you can offer it to someone else, either living or dead. And that's not true. You can offer it for someone who has passed away, uh, someone in purgatory but not for another living person. That's very clearly stated in uh, canon law and in the uh, book of indulgences itself, um, the Incridian Indulgentiarum from the Apostolic Penitentiary. So anyway, I just wanted to clarify that. Um, Which, I mean, you can offer sacrifice for somebody here. Oh, yeah, you, know, you can do, do all, that, it's but just, just the not specific, the plenary indulgence. Yeah, the nature of indulgences, which have to do with the with the apostolic authority to bind and to loose, uh, given... Temporal punishment, right? Yeah. Which um, you can't really remove it if they're not dead, right? Yeah. Ish, I don't of. know. I mean, you yeah. can gain them for yourselves. Right. But um, it's not the kind of thing, just because of what it is, and you can see the last episode, and hopefully that'll make sense why, but but yeah, I uh, somebody reached out to me and just mentioned, like, hey, you said that thing, but I wasn't sure about it. Um and I was like, no, I didn't say that. That's not right. <laughs> and I actually did. And I said very clearly. So that's my retraxio. That person, uh, we won't say their name, but they're very smart. We approve very smart. of you listening. Thank you, yeah. smart person. So, um, all right, well, let's jump into some questions here. Um, okay. What do you all, I'm just taking it as Joey and Father Paul, you all, uh, want for Christmas? That's the first first question. Start off with a bang, boom. What do I want for Christmas? You know, it would be cool. You know, I don't know. Man. You know, we want our parish to thrive. We want awesome things to happen at St. Anne's. Um, I mean, eventually, I think it would be cool if we did like some more stuff for the podcast. 
you know, like some fat heads on the wall or yeah. like some, I don't know. Like if we had two camera angles, right? But then that takes two cameras <laughs> and not our iPhone <laughs> that we put on this stand that falls. Like right now it's looking a little suspect. Like, yeah. is it pointing to the ceiling or is it recording us? So it, it wants to um, shoot out of that holder, that spring loaded holder and like project across the room. <laughs> So we have high tech um, stuff, you know, um, yeah, yeah, little things like that. I think to intro set, I'm really the visionary for this podcast. (laughs) Let's face it. I would love for like the beginning of segments to have a guest that's invited onto the podcast uh, for every episode. (laughs) Although Father Edwin called me right before this one. So I was thinking about, you know, phoning him in, phoning a friend. I'm going to be gone uh, for some time uh, after the new year. I'll be taking some vacay. Um, must be nice. Yeah, must be nice. Um, but yeah. Fry-yay. I, fry-yay. That's um, something we talked about in that glorious four minutes that didn't get recorded. I learned true. what fry-yay was. Yeah. Um, uh, but in all seriousness, I, I say the same thing in this podcast that I tell my wife every birthday. She asks me, you know, like, what do you want? And I'm really like, I really have, I mean... As an American, I have everything I need and want, like very blessed, very, very blessed. And so, yeah, I just would like to be rich and famous. I don't don't know. Yeah. I I want everything. (laughs) I want all the books. All the books. If y'all won't get me all the books, I'll take all the books. (laughs) If that's why you're asking. (laughs) Non-heretical books. (laughs) No, just all of them. Good bottle um, scotch, whatever, whatever people want to drop <laughs> off, you know. No, the same answer. Been extraordinarily a good bottle blessed. scotch. No. Same answer. <laughs> extraordinarily blessed. <laughs> uh, couldn't couldn't possibly ask yeah. for anything. But thank you for whoever asked that. Yeah, they asked kind. anonymously, but um, actually they didn't ask anonymously. They put Jimmy Johns as their <laughs> name, but. I don't think the store Jimmy John's is asking what we want for Christmas. Maybe they do. Maybe they heard though about. Maybe this is Jimmy John. Maybe, or maybe they heard the episode about sandwiches. Well, maybe they did. And I have a confession to make together with my retraxio from earlier. Now it's my confessio of praise of Jimmy John's because I went there for lunch earlier today. <laughs> What'd you get? What's your, what's I your... got the 13, the original Italian. I I always do the Another, turkey for the, top. For the confession, I got the giant size so I could have some for dinner too. Because it's a, gonna <laughs> be a long day. We got confessions so much. and stuff. There you go. All right, let's jump into another one. Um, if someone could only make one pilgrimage to any holy site other mm. than Vatican City, mm. other than the Vatican, what holy site would you recommend? Jerusalem, 100%. And if you meant to say other than the Vatican and Jerusalem, then I would say Lourdes. I loved going to Lourdes. Yeah, I'm going to take out Jerusalem. Or the Holy Land. Yeah, or the Holy Land. Because, I mean, that should be on people's bucket list, right? I think so. It was some of the, yeah, I, I loved being there. Although, I mean, so when I studied abroad, uh, Franciscan has a very well-known study abroad program in Gaming, Austria. And so it's an old monastery that uh, was taken over by the campus. And then um, it, beautiful, I mean, about an hour, I want to say east of Vienna. And so um, 
that's actually where I met my wife. Even though we were at college, we met really for the first time and started talking and getting to know one another and fell in love in the Austrian. And the rest is history. The hills are alive with the sound of music. You know what I'm talking about? Sound of music? Anyway. I'm, I'm so. trying to pretend like adult, but um, yes, I do. So. That reference I actually get. What was my point here? My point was that. Pilgrimage we, site? Oh, so I promised my parents, though, in 2008. Thank you. They were just like, listen. They were very nervous about us going to the Holy Land, mm. which I would imagine you kind of get that a lot, probably, right? Yeah, people get nervous. And I mean, there have been times where it was a better time to travel. And right. every time I. I went there several times, and I lived there for seven months as well uh, in a stretch. But I also visited several times uh, while I was in Rome. And uh, from, I don't know, 2011 until now, um, I never felt unsafe at all Mm. um, in Israel. I very much enjoyed my time there. I thought it was a really great place to visit. Yeah. Um, and to live when I lived there. And yeah, the the difference between sort of like the general anxiety about traveling way over there and what it was like and the situation on the ground was, was a stark yeah. difference. Yeah. So I promised them we wouldn't travel there. They said you pretty much have free reign to go wherever else you want because we would have weekends. We'd have every Friday, Saturday, Sunday off to travel, and then we had two 10-day breaks built into the semester. One to Rome and Assisi, and then the other we could do whatever we want. Me and my brother ended up going to Lourdes, Mm. and then a little small town um, of Contiac in France, which is where St. Joseph, that apparition of St. Joseph was. So I think we talked about it in the St. Joseph episode. With the stairs? That's not the stairs one. That's not the stairs. That's in the United States, in New Mexico or Arizona, right? That's in Italy. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. There you oh go. yeah, yeah, that is in the states. I think yeah, New Mexico. Arizona. Oh, okay. <laughs> we both were like New Mexico. Okay. So anyway, went a lot of places, saw a lot of things. I'll toss out this. I'm going to toss out one that I really highly recommend and one controversial. Okay. My pilgrimage that the school led to Poland, amazing, and in this in this um, like format. They first took us to see Our Lady of Chestahova. Yeah. Okay. After that, we went and visited Auschwitz. Yeah. And Maximilian Kolbe's cell. Mm-hmm. And from there, we went to Divine Mercy. Mm-hmm. And seeing like Auschwitz to Divine Mercy to the miraculous healings associated with Chestahova, like just that. Pr- Poland was one of the most profound experiences yeah. I've ever had in my life. We also we also did go to uh, John Paul II's hometown, uh, Wadowice. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing as well. So I'll just say that Poland, amazing. A little bit more controversial, but I'll just say I had an amazing experience and a very Christocentric experience in Medjugorje. Mm. Um. I know that's not for all people, and I know there's been some craziness also associated with it. So I do, yeah. I do want to put but, that out there. But it was just a very Christocentric, great experience, like focused on the sacraments, on the Lord, felt very close to Him. There is um, amazing experience of you climb this hill on rocks, and 
it was just yeah very profound for me so yeah I've, I've heard the same thing i've always been kind of uh on the sidelines with Medjugorje. i just never went there but i mean there's some some people i know very well and respect very highly uh uh who have had i think a very profound experience there and yeah. can see a lot of good in it um uh even with some of the controversy that's been mixed up with the place as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other places just highly recommend, I think in our honorable mentions would be like, what, um, what are some for you? I know knock Ireland was pretty cool. Our lady of knock. Um, I didn't know if you know this, but it's the second most healings to Lords for an American apparition. A lot of people go there who are struggling with infertility. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was I have cool. friends who who went to Knock, but I never went. Uh, Ireland's Ireland's a Ireland's cool place. beautiful. Yeah, I love yeah. Ireland. Um, Loreto is on my uh, honorable mentions. So little town in Italy, in central Italy. Yeah, I kind of took Italy out of it, even though they said Vatican oh, okay. City. Because, but I agree with you. I think that because right, like I mean, Assisi. Yeah, Assisi. I, it, you, no, no, no. You I'm, liked it? I, I like a season. Okay, okay. But I like other places too. Right. Or um, did you visit Padre Pio's hometown when you were in Italy? Yeah, I did. That was a, a really big deal for me. What is it called again? I'm trying to think. <laughs> You're like this huge, it was a major was, deal. Yeah, but it was in like 2008. It was before I was a seminarian when I was uh, in Rome with... Uh, University of Dallas on our semester abroad. Oh, awesome. Uh, what is that place called? Uh, oh, something al, al Rotondo. Um, mm. <laughs> San Giovanni al Rotondo. There you go. We'll San, San Giovanni Rotondo without the al. Got it. Um, yeah, man, I could tell a long story about how much that place and that weekend uh, meant, but I'll just leave it as worthy pilgrimage site. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, any other? I, I I've know. been back since then, actually. I went back like two or three years ago. Okay. Any other like honorable mentions for you? Any places that just stick out over time? Uh, I don't know. Um, well, Paris, like there's tons of places worthy of making a pilgrimage to in Paris. Uh, Rue de Bac and Saint-Sulpice. Yeah, we went, uh, we stayed a night oh, in... The, um, you, you stayed with the Adoration? The all-night Adoration yeah, at... On, um, uh, Montmartre. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, so we went to Notre Dame That's and then an went awesome. there and I love that basilica. Yeah. Uh, up um I, I stayed a night there as well. It's like you take this escalator up to the top of the basilica yeah, and you're being and you're being like peppered kinda with people who are trying to I don't know if this sell you your, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like just yeah. There's just a constant kind of like food and knickknacks and things that yeah. everybody's trying to sell you out there and then you go inside and it's like wow they've had adoration constantly for 150 years yes i think that's right 150 i know a long time a yeah. very long 24 time. hour like in the monstrance yeah. raises yeah. Uh, you did you see it yeah, yeah. raise up like yeah during yeah uh, so we got to explain it yeah. so oh, so place. during the mass the monstrance is on a i, I would assume a hydraulic lift and it like comes down during the mass because the mass is being celebrated. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the mass is done, it, it's hydraulic lift back up. It's amazing. Yeah. And so for me as a pilgrim, I don't know if it was similar for you as if you were a seminarian at that point or a priest. But Seminarian. 
okay, so for us, we had to sign up on a list when we got there and you got like housing for five euros or maybe nothing. I don't know. Super cheap. Um, As long as you do a holy hour. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic place. I love Paris. Love France in general. Uh, Lisieux was Mm. really cool. I didn't get there. Where St. John Vianney is, patron of Doss and Priest. Mm -hmm. Southern France, I went there uh, for retreats a whole bunch, kind of near Avignon. Mm. Um, And, like, Avignon's all right. It's, but just that whole area, like the Provence, Provencal area, and the whole connection with Mary Magdalene in the tradition that, like, sort of after the resurrection and ascension, like, like this love for Christ, like drove her all the way out, yeah, out there. That's just that's a really wonderful area. And I would love to do the Camino one day. I mean, a pilgrimage yeah. in itself to you I know get the, the steps in, yeah, like at the St. James James Cathedral um, there in Spain with the the thurible that is as large as this room, and <laughs> yeah, thought of another one, um, Seville during Holy Week. Mm really cool um to go to sevilla Mm. um they have like all of these processions tons and tons of processions like you've never seen before uh during holy week and they're they're famous um for it and that was a really special place to to like be involved with holy week and uh easter um it was in seville awesome well, we've given enough okay. on this question. Yeah, that's basically so we're just basically we've now. we just named. Where every have you place. been? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, here's one from a listener, anonymous. When I was in high school, I went to confession with a priest at my Catholic school. In that confession, he told me that any lie is a sin, no matter how mm. big or how small it is. And I guess no matter what the intention was behind it, aka. A white lie is just as bad as a manipulative lie. Is it accurate to say that all sin is on the same level? Or would you say some sins could be worse than others? Well, we have just, uh, there's kind of, you know, I I think they were going in one direction there, went a little bit. Obviously, we have two levels of sin, venial sin and mortal sin, right? Right. Mortal sin separates and breaks that relationship with God. Venial weakens it. Um, Do you want to address the confession uh, the white lie part, lie you know? Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can. But yeah. So basic answer t- is um, like, yes, every lie is sinful. It's against the eighth commandment. Um, but it is important. Like not every untruth is necessarily a lie. Uh, so to make that distinction and it can sound like, you know, twisting words. a little So bit. say that again. Every lie is a sin, but maybe not every untruth is a lie. Yeah, very Jesuitical, right? So give an example of that. And I mean, and you can kind of get into the weeds here, and I know that there are legitimate differences of theological opinion on this. Um, without having done like a... Okay, so, so here I'm going to hedge my bets a, a little bit and be like... I would like to look into this more. Okay. Um to be to be really sure, but it's been my operating assumption that in like the Nazi case, right? You're you're in Amsterdam 
and you are harboring some Jewish people in your house, right. and the Nazis knock on the door, and... Do you have anybody here? Yeah, do you have anybody here? Um, can you straight up say no and think they don't deserve to have this information? Uh, and so it's not a lie because it's it's telling... Uh, like they don't have the right to to hear the truth, mm-hmm. or do you have to like play with your words a little bit and say something that isn't exactly untrue? It's true in a sense, but it's like maybe not answering the question that they gave. Right. So, um, like, what's that? <laughs> I'd be I'd be terrible at that stuff. Um, <laughs> you that's a, you would be like, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. Man, I don't know. <laughs> yep. Always um, forget I have that drop in my back pocket. It's so so weird to hear myself in a drop like that. Um, yeah. Um, so personally, I'm inclined more towards the you have to be clever with your words because words matter. Um, but I think that there is something to people having a right to the truth. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I need to... I mean, that case I, is going to be very hard for people to argue that one, right? The 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 Nazi example. Yeah, but that our, you like, know, so you take the, the extreme, extreme. You take the extreme to make the principles at play really clear. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna say that, well, no, in that case, you can just say no. I don't have anybody here. Um, you need to like actually have principles backing you up on that, right? Because uh, you don't want to like trample those, and then sort of open the door for all sorts of uh, misunderstanding back in fuzzier cases. Right. So, yeah, it's something I need to look into a little bit more if I'm being honest about it. Okay. If I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> we're not going to lie. We're going to we're gonna look yeah. into that. I know that you're but not the- always obligated to tell, like, everything. Like, uh, the Eighth Commandment does not mean thou shalt over-explain and... I thought that was funnier than that. I need like a hey, laugh track or something. I'll, I'll, I'll thou, find one. Thou shalt over-explain um, and uh, tell everybody everything to avoid lying. Like that's that's not a real thing either. Right. Um. <laughs> that's my laugh track. <laughs> I'll just I don't laugh have at laugh my tracks, own jokes. So I have crickets. <laughs> well, what about, so does that go into the other question they asked at the end? Is it accurate to say that? Um, all sins on the same level. I know I answered about the venial and the mortal, but or would we say some are worse? I mean, no, we definitely for sure, say, for sure, yeah, some like, are worse than others, yeah. and it's not just a murder's worse than lying, probably, and it, like a small white lie, right? Yeah, and I mean, even so, like look at how Dante deals with this poetically, right? Um, like with the different levels of hell and of punishments corresponding to different types of mortal sin um like that there are ones that are worse than others um and it has to do with the uh the how to say it what's what's the, the legal term um sort of the level of premeditation to something premeditation and uh rationality applied to it right so dante actually puts like sins of lust for instance sins of lust are very common they're maybe one of the most common serious sins uh 
but they're not the most serious of the serious sins, if that makes right. sense, right? It doesn't mean that they're not not a big deal to say engage in fornication or something. That's a that's a mortal sin. That's very grave, right? But it doesn't have the type of like human gravity to it, where reason and stuff is applied, right? As a betrayal, um, like being a traitor, uh, which is those are the ones that Dante will say, these are the most, these are the worst possible sins because they're the most human, like the most, they're mm. engaging our human nature to its fullest. Right. Whereas sins of the passion or sins of the flesh, um, in some way kind of like take over through those, through those desires. Like we can describe them as uncontrollable desires, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, so like that's how he's weighing him and I got it that's very Thomistic because uh, it's Dante I mean also it just gets very confusing because then you also have habitual sins and then you have like and what what does that do yeah. and then you have also the principle in moral theology of double effect right um, yeah you know like which I, I'm not saying is a sin it's just all these no, things you know to, going together. If you're going to understand it all. Right. Um, and so the basic idea is like the level of gravity um, and level of culpability corresponds to your level of freedom. Sin has to be something that you freely commit. Nobody can force you to do it. Right. Um, if they force you to do something bad and break your will to do that, right, then it's not really you who's doing it. You're not culpable. Right. Um, people who are truly addicted to things lose. Uh, a lot of their freedom of the will. Right. Um, and so culpability can be reduced in those circumstances. Right. Um, Hot like, take, though. Yeah. Would you say we're living in an era of more of that than, like, our parents' generation and before that because of technology? Yeah, I I would. Ju- like just to compare the parents, but I'm kind of reluctant about going too far down that road. Right. I don't know if you could hear it from my tone. Yeah. But, um, because I could see it on your face too. I'm live here, but yeah. Yeah. Um, because like, if we go too far down that road and say, you know, people aren't free enough to say no um, to committing sins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then we're saying they're not free enough to, to like say yes, to do virtuous things, um, that their freedom has been so severely reduced by society that they're no longer capable of making human actions, um, whether bad or good, like freely chosen reasoned actions. Yes, there are certainly stronger, like the technological age and stuff like that has a pull on us that that uh, no generation before this has ever had to deal with mm-hmm. uh, in that way. But but I don't want to take away people's freedom um, by saying, like, so, you know, nobody's responsible for anything anymore. Right. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely makes sense. All right, we'll get some info, get back to you, which really means that hopefully we'll get back to you one day because I know uh, – <laughs> I know we still have Patty waiting for <laughs> her Byzantine question. Oh, we're still thinking about uh, it. <laughs> I'm putting this solely on Father Paul, that answer. No, it's there, totally so. on me. Um, totally, okay. Just got to find a time. Um, Call up the expert. 
We're going to make this the greatest <laughs> answer to any question we've got. Right. Okay. So Mega episode. one quick one and then one to end. Uh, actually, my brother, John, um, submitted one. Um, he submitted a few questions. I, I like this one. Lighthearted question. Thoughts on alternative main dishes for Thanksgiving. So obviously he submitted it a few weeks ago, like lasagna, ham, Um uh, you know, how do you feel about those? Are you like, were you turkey and straight like turkey? Dude, on Thanksgiving? I think for Thanksgiving, it's got to be turkey. Even gotta when be. I was in Italy, it was turkey. Uh, we would do the the pumpkin ravioli. Oh yeah, you told um, me about that as the primo, but the secondo is turkey. Got to be. Okay. Uh, I agree with that. I mean, I, I'm Italian, and yes, on every other holiday damn. we would have lasagna, but and I can I can be okay with ham as a side to turkey <laughs> you know like it's oh, like yeah. we're having turkey no, sure. and here's ham, ham too. yeah yeah like, exactly but like, everyone's welcome yeah there's there's a there's a reason they pre-slice ham but you carve a turkey you know like there's like a big thing to oh, it so okay um okay <laughs> right. i love I'll, this question with that father paul what is your reaction to activists efforts to demonstrate the negative environmental impact of golf courses what? Use of water, fertilizer, and space. What? I'm I'm not really uh, deeply <laughs> tapped into the the. Have you heard about this activism scene against golf courses? I haven't heard of it. Okay. Um, I can imagine it. Like I'm sure they do take up a lot of resources. Um, you want to just play the drop instead of me saying it? Uh, I, 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 I'll figure. Man, I don't know. <laughs> It's got to be like a... Man, I don't know. Man, I don't know. Man, I don't know. Man, I don't know. (laughs) Was that enough times? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's a good question. It is Um, a good question. I mean, because you are kind of a... I mean, you're a big science guy. Yeah. Are you a big environmental guy? I'm a big science guy. I I like the environment. I did like Laudato (laughs) Sea. I like the environment. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, it is interesting. I have heard things about like the amount of like, water or fertilizer or space, you know, like devoted to these spaces that ultimately do they really give and help the environment and the yeah, society and different I, things like I that. I think you can make that argument against about, anything. about pretty much anything. And uh, apparently they do, you know, provide <laughs> something because otherwise... Nobody would want to use them. Yeah, they provide money for like 50 bucks for playing 18 <laughs> holes or whatever it is. So. I don't play on those courses. There you go. There you go. But That's what we really want for Christmas, people. Get us in Cowboys Golf Course, me and Father Paul. Boom. Yeah. We'll like auction could, off our time with someone. Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely will. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and like defend golf courses like uh, – when you compare them with, like, right, we're I don't not know, comparing Haiti it to Yellowstone. Oh, I was going oh, sorry, like a I national park, like, like a place in desperate poverty. <laughs> oh, okay. That like, like you know, I could send those resources to Haiti, or I could yeah. uh, put them on the golf course. Like, I'm definitely not <laughs> not gonna choose the golf course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know if that's. I don't know if that, without knowing any of the data, I just don't know if the. Uh, if the activism argument would have a, a whole lot of teeth there, yeah. um, 
We'll yeah, to, we'll, I don't know. We'll, it's, we'll look into it's it. It's worth, <laughs> worth looking into. I'm not making any promises, but... Most likely we won't, but... but it is know. an interesting question. I appreciate you bringing it up. And if nothing else, it's really just like paralyzed me right now. Um, I love it. I love the fact <laughs> of paralyzing questions for Father Paul. I love that I now only end up playing once every few years uh, when I get a free uh, free go. So uh, it's more tormenting to you than to me. So I think on that uh, one, we got to go. So uh, email us, prodigalandthepriest at gmail.com, stanparish.org slash PTP. We love you all. Take care. God bless. <laughs>